Welcome to the CCF Podcast. We're a campus ministry at Truman State University. This podcast features sermons from our weekly worship services. Thanks for listening. Good morning. Would you stand for our scripture reading? This is the Shema, Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Shema. Thank you. You may have a seat. So last week, probably many of you were here and you heard our scripture from Exodus in which uh, Pharaoh tells Moses and the Israelites, no, I will not let you go. Moreover, you lazy idlers, give me more bricks. No more straw for you, but make me more bricks. Uh, This was Exodus chapter 5. And um, as we split up after the sermon into our little discussion groups um, within my particular house church, uh, where my family attends with me, um, it just so happened that I was emceeing, and as I split up the different groups, uh, it ended up being just me and my 11 and a half year old son, Jude, in a group um, by ourselves up front. He was helping me uh, with the speaker to project the sermon and such. And so um, it was just the two of us up front in a group. So we reread that passage from Exodus 5, uh, Pharaoh telling Moses and Israel, uh, No, I will not let you go. Make me more bricks, more bricks, more bricks, you lazy idlers. And uh, we read through the passage, and then I said, so uh, Jude, do you, does that sound familiar to you? Are you uh, acquainted with this voice of Pharaoh? Does this ring any bells? And uh, before I asked the question, I actually, I knew exactly what was going to happen. And uh, so I, I, I asked Jude anyway, so does that sound familiar, and Jude, uh, with his mask on, standing you know, two feet away from me, just looks me dead in the eyes and goes, yeah, it's you. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, it's, it's you. And uh, I, I knew that this was gonna happen because as I heard it, and then, and then as I looked at my uh, fifth grade son, I knew that I absolutely am Pharaoh to him. Uh, what is the matter with you? Do right, do better, uh, make more bricks. Stop getting this wrong, make more bricks. And uh, I was like, well, yeah, I couldn't help but hear that also. That seems a little unfortunate. Like, you know, in the story, Pharaoh is, he's kind of like the bad guy. And Jude looks at me and he goes, he's not kind of the bad guy, he is the bad guy. It's like, uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, you guys, this stuff is um, more important to me than I even realized. Uh, Lord, have mercy. <sighs> uh, not only do I hear Pharaoh's voice, I am Pharaoh's voice. Lord, have mercy. Uh, so here we are in part two 
um, the follow-up wherein I answer all of uh, these questions. I solve the problem and we no longer are slaves to Pharaoh. I no longer am Pharaoh, uh, but we move on and we become uh, loved servants of God. <clears throat> um, you guys here in part two, will you join me as I am trying to learn how to breathe? On that note, uh, would you take a deep breath with me? Uh, breathing is something I've been trying to pay more attention to when we do our, what we attempt to make nightly prayers uh, after dinner around our table. Um, we start with a couple of uh, deep, slow breaths. Uh, took people through the prayer labyrinth this last week as a part of our media fast where we were collectively attempting to slow down and take a breath. And uh, before we walk through the labyrinth, I um, invited people to join me in a few deep, slow breaths. Uh, my morning prayer times before we jump into an Exodus scripture or a thought or a prayer, um, I'm inviting people to take a few slow, deep breaths. Uh, I'm trying to learn how to breathe. Uh, my mantra here in response to my own pharaohness and my attempts at uh, being set free. Uh, my mantra for the last 10 years has been a line from the middle of a Franz Wright poem. The poem is called One Heart, and the line that shows up right in the middle of the poem, it's actually two lines, goes like this. There is only one heart in my body, have mercy on me. There is only one heart in my body, have mercy on me. Now, would you guys take a breath with me? And now would you actually re-stand um, for just a minute? And uh, we're going to reread together um, that scripture to go along with our breathing. Um, here is our imbibing of uh, the word of God. So um, we're going to read the scripture again from Deuteronomy. It's not quite Exodus. We're cheating a little bit, uh, but it does encapsulate a lot of what happens in Exodus. Uh, it's from Deuteronomy, which... I believe you kids would slightly wrongly refer to as Exodus adjacent. Um, this is the Shema. It begins with that word Shema, which means hear, listen. Uh, but I, I would like for us to um, reread it again, uh, but in the following embodied manner, um, which I'm told is uh, the way that in Jewish worship uh, the scripture is handled. So um, for this first line, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Um, you're going to close your eyes and you're gonna put your hand over your eyes. Um, this is the deep, dark secret of the beginning of all things. This is our mystical communion with God, and so we're clenching our eyes tight and we're, we're hiding our face. Uh, we realize that we can't handle God's glory here. Um, so as I read this first line, um, we're gonna have our eyes closed, our hands over our eyes. And then once I get to the end of that, the Lord is one. Um, our hand comes down, our eyes are opened. Uh, we're looking out and around into the world where having met that God, now we are prepared um, to live rightly. And uh, so as I read the rest of the scripture, um, what I want you to do is to daven with me. Okay, daven is like a picture you have a rod going like through an X axis across your hips horizontally. You're just going to pivot at your hips. You're just rocking back and forth. 
uh, kind of like you're in a rocking chair, but you're standing up. We're just rocking slowly back and forth. Um, this is embodied uh, scriptural engagement, okay? So um, this is davening, and we're just going to do that as uh, we listen to the remainder of this text. So here, I'm going to read it again. This is the Shema. Um, close your eyes. Put your hand over your face. Hear, Shema, O Israel. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. And now hands down, eyes open, we're davening, rocking back and forth. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Keep rocking. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. Keep rocking. When you lie down and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Shema. Thank you. You can have a seat. I'm trying to learn how to breathe. I'm trying to recognize that there's only one heart in my body. And uh, if God doesn't have mercy on me, then I'm at the mercy of Pharaoh, and I'm going to run myself into the ground, and there is no hope. Uh, I believe, actually, that there, there is hope here, that there is um, good news. And so if the question um, last week in our Exodus 5 scripture was, uh, what do we do with the voice of Pharaoh um, that is relentlessly driving us to do more, do better, make more bricks? Uh, what do we do instead? Um, we briefly last week got to, um, the answer is not just check out. The answer is um, not just relax and don't worry about anything. Um, the answer is actually, uh, what is it that God's voice is speaking us in, to us instead? If Pharaoh is just relentlessly saying, make more bricks, um, what is God's voice saying to us instead? And the reason that I've chosen this scripture, the Shema here this morning, um, is because I think it, it actually has an answer for us that's one step back of that. Uh, before we get to what is it that God's voice says to us, um, part of the answer to what in the world do we do with this relentless perfectionistic drive is uh, what is speaking to us in the first place. And so here in the Shema, um, we close our eyes, um, we cover it with our hands, um, and we hear these words. We hear, we shema these words. Um, listen, people, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Um, in the beginning, at the center, God. The first thing, the one thing, the only thing. Uh, and so if our answer begins with um, God, then, then we're in a position um, to be able to hear further instructions about uh, how many bricks to make and when and what to do with them and what other things to make in addition to bricks and what other things to do in addition to making things. Um, we're actually in a, in a position um, to do those things because we have uh, come from a place uh, where we know that at the beginning and at the center um, is God. And actually, uh, these scriptures set side by side, uh, kind of, they put this right out there for us. Um, in Exodus 5, uh, before Pharaoh starts telling the people, make more bricks, make more bricks, um, what he actually says to Moses first is in verse 2, but Pharaoh said, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, and moreover, I will not let Israel go. Who is the Lord that I should shema his voice? Um, that's the word, um, Shema, hear, 
pay attention, listen. Um, it also just goes ahead and means um, obey, to do what it is that you hear. Uh, so um, part of the problem uh, with our attending constantly to the voice of Pharaoh, make more bricks, make more bricks, um, it is not simply uh, the, the making of the thing and the working so hard, uh, but it's, it's what that comes from. Um, and here, Pharaoh says explicitly, I don't know this God. I'm not shemaing this God. Um, and so there's a, there's a hole at the middle. There's, there's an emptiness um, in our further endeavors then to make bricks. Um, it's, it's simply a, a spinning of the wheels. Um, it's, it's not turning into something substantial, something um, that lasts, something that is good for us and others. Um, it's just coming from nothing. I, I don't know this God. I'm not worried about that. Uh, what I want is, is more bricks. What I want is more power. What I want is for you to do what I say. And so Pharaoh there, when he says, I do not shema this God of yours, um, he makes clear and explicit for us that uh, what we're being driven to and what we're being driven from is baseless and it's empty. And so part of uh, the answer for us for um, what do we do with our lives and how do we work and how do we think about why God has us here and what we're supposed to be doing? Um, part of the answer is uh, when we shema God, um, then what comes out of that um, can, uh, can, can be just as uh, hardworking, can be just as difficult, can demand a ton from us. Um, but because it's coming from a recognition of um, God at the beginning, um, God at the center, then there's a, a fullness that we're working from, then there's a freedom that we're working in, uh, then there's a purpose that we're working toward. Uh, and so when we um, Shema God, the one thing um, at the center, now we are um, challenged and demanded, invited to love the Lord our God with all our heart and with all our soul and with all our strength. Um, and in the gospels we hear, and all our mind. Uh, and so then when we think about um, tackling our homework assignments and doing the hard things in our lives um, that require so much time and so much energy from us, uh, we, we hear from the voice of God um, that we will still be doing a lot of those same things, uh, but in um, this other manner, uh, out of a fullness of um, recognizing the goodness of God who has given us our life as a gift in the first place. So I want to ask you this morning then, um, is your life oriented in such a way uh, that, that God is at the center and all of the pursuits, um, all of the avenues of working and relating that God has given you um, are then radiating out from him? Um, are your loves rightly ordered in that way? And so then do you see um, your homework? And do you see your relationship with your roommates and your relationship with your family? And do you see um, your responsibility um, to learn and to play and to eat and to exercise and to do all of those things? Um, do you see those as spokes of a wheel um, coming out from um, this center um, that is the gift of, of God, the gift that God has given you in the first place? Um, and so then, um, do you see each of those things as uh, sacred tasks in your life um, that, that you are um, going to be called to uh, painstakingly, uh, but with joy, um, to, to work along and, and to work for? Uh, I believe that that's what our um, vocation in the world looks like. 
Uh, and so part of our vocation certainly is uh, our, our jobs, the, the specific work that we get to do. Uh, and for, for you right now, um, you're looking ahead at the future and you're thinking, I'm going to be a teacher and that will involve this. I'm going to be an accountant and this, that will involve this. I'm going to be an X and that's going to involve this. And that's, that's part of your vocation, certainly, um, which means that right now, um, part of your work for that vocation um, is to, to do your schoolwork, uh, to, to get along toward that thing. Um, and that's, that's important stuff. That's not secondary to God. Um, those are avenues that he's calling you to faithfully work through. Uh, but please don't be blinded um, to the fact that what God calls you to, your vocation in the world, is, is also much bigger than simply your job, what you do for eight hours a day. Um, your vocation, your calling in the world, um, is, is all of the other stuff that you do with all of your time and all of your energy. Um, and our task then um, is to shema God's voice, um, to, to hear and to start with him at the center, to be attentive to his voice, um, so that we can then uh, know where we should go and what we should do. Uh, and, and to know that it won't always be um, easy or obvious, and that uh, probably God doesn't have these exact seven things that he definitely wants you to do and none of those, um, but it's uh, more an art than a science for discerning um, what is it that God has for you. And so uh, a family or a life of faithful singleness or um, Kansas City or Seattle, uh, a teacher or a nurse. Um, these are um, all things to, to be discerned, but also um, to just be um, lived into and, and tried. And uh, as our loves are rightly ordered in that way, um, as we learn to um, do those things well, um, to grow into them, um, then we, we will see um, that there's no sacred secular divide. Um, it's not like these handful of activities are the sacred things, the spiritual things, reading my Bible, going to church, doing this, working as a minister, um, versus all the secular stuff, um, eating and watching sports and studying accounting. Um, we'll see that whatever it is that God calls us to, um, that is our sacred calling in the world. Um, all of it is, is God-ordained, and he's asking us um, to do well, to do attentively, to do um, with joy. And um, all of this is, is counter to the voice of Pharaoh that says, um, just put your head down and don't think about anything, and it doesn't need to come from anywhere, just make me more bricks. Um, here God is saying, I want you um, to craft a life of faithful discipleship um, in community with other people um, for the good of the world. And um, that calling for us um, is, is a lifelong one, so it requires patience. And so again, I'm going to ask you, um, would you take a breath with me? And would you hear um, that you, like I, have only one heart in your body? And would you believe that God will have mercy on you? Um, as you work your hardest, as you do your best um, to live in to the sacred calling that God has for you. Uh, and as we move out to do that now, would you stand with me one final time? Um, let's, let's hear, let's embodiedly hear um, these words from the Shema. Uh, one more time, counter to the voice of Pharaoh uh, that just wants us to make more bricks. Um, would you go with me now? Um, close your eyes. 
Put your hand over your face. Shema, O Israel. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. And now hand down, eyes open, looking out into the world, ready to move out into the world, uh, davening with me now. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Shema.